The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Hey, Ohio, this is Nick Maxson from Brews with Dudes, and you are about to embark on the Journey into Comics Best of the Week show, featuring highlights from all episodes on the network this week. So go ahead and sit back, crack open a tasty brew, and enjoy. Piss off, guys! Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics episode 193. As always, I am your host, Nate. How are we all doing this lovely evening? So let's get right down to it. No guest host this week. We got nobody with me. I'm flying solo, as they would say. The first time I've done this in 189 episodes of this show, I am doing essentially a full-blown solo Nate cast-styled episode of JIC, taking it all the way back to the very, very beginning of the show. A little bit different now. Obviously, I kind of have things down a little bit better, and hopefully I don't suck, but uh, hopefully you guys are having a good start to your Monday morning. Uh, hopefully your Memorial Day weekend has been fruitful and you've been spending time with family and chilling and having a good time doing all that good stuff. I know that it's probably going to be stupid hot out today, but we're not here to do the weather. Let's get into the real deal. So I'm just going to go to somewhere we don't typically talk about on the show anymore because no one caught up with me and now I can just talk about it. So let's get into this. The Flash Season 4 Finale. What? Let me tell you what, guys, uh, this season of The Flash was very interesting because unlike previous seasons where they had me hooked the whole time, I actually fell off pretty deep on Flash this season. I think we were like literally behind all the way up and until the week before the finale, and then we were finally caught up and waiting on just the finale when it came out. This season was different because for the first time all year, we didn't have any speedster villains not a single one was in this season as a as a full-blown speedster villain no reverse flash no zoom none of that uh i mean you could technically count the earth x barry allen black death flash or whatever but uh i don't that doesn't really to me that doesn't actually really count because it was just like for the crossover it served its purpose and then they were done you know uh, very clever way to do the crossover, by the way, this year on the uh, on the Flash and uh, Legends and Arrow and Supergirl, which that all got jumbled around now. You've got, uh, I think it's like Supergirls on Sundays, Arrow and Black Lightning are on Monday with Flash and Legends on Tuesdays now, I think. Er, don't, don't quote me on that. And then I want to say like iZombie and Riverdale are Wednesday, probably. Something like that. But uh, anyways, let's get into this Flash uh, finale. So... For the finale, the thinker has kind of painted everybody into a corner. He's going to do the uh, the enlightenment and make everybody stupid, kind of like what's happening to Wells, which, man, what a crazy progression Wells has. He all of a sudden starts talking, and, and, and heavy spoilers, by the way, folks. If you've not watched these shows, you might just want to kind of skip through this week's episode. Find what you can listen to, because everything I'm probably going to talk about today is going to spoil something in some form or fashion. But anyways, so... Uh, Team Flash has to figure out how to stop DeVoe. They get DeVoe's wife to kind of turn the tide. They're using um, Cecile and her mindability power to put Barry in the thinker's mind. And then with that, he's got to bring the good DeVoe through the maelstrom in order to save 
DeVoe and then he'll be good and everything will be great, right? Well, while Barry is in there searching, there's all this other shit going on. You know, uh, Wells is getting dumber and like, it's just like the, the shit show has really hit the fan here. And uh, eventually, you know, Barry finds Ralph and it was like, holy shit, Ralph is not dead. Like, that's crazy. I thought they definitely murked him out earlier in the season. It made sense for the plot and the story and how DeVoe became final form DeVoe. And it was like so clever, you know, he used all the bus metas to slowly change himself to the point where he was unstoppable. You know, and it's like, damn, this is this is over. Like, there's no chance for Team Flash. Uh, DeVoe starts like knowing that Barry is in his thoughts, and he like traps him there. And then Barry and Ralph have to fight like a million, like Mister Smith type DeVoes. That's all I could think of was the Matrix. Like they were just fighting, fucking Infinity DeVoes, like infinite DeVoes. And, you know, punching and kicking and running really fast or whatever. So they eventually break through the maelstrom, and that's, like, the what you think is the end. And everything's like, oh, it's going to be great. All the while, Cecile has been, like, in the process of having her and Joe's baby, which is going to be Wally and Iris and Barry's, like, sibling in a weird way, I guess, Barry's sibling. But that uh, doesn't really make sense, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, so all the while they're doing that, you know... Uh, the the thing is not getting better. Uh, the plan for the enlightenment they had it stopped at like ninety seven or ninety eight percent or some stuff, and it started to kind of kind of go down. They thought, and then it was like, oh nope, not going down. It's actually still going because Devoe had a backup plan. He knew he's the thinker. Come on, he knew he would probably die, so he created a you know a holographic version of himself. And his wife takes that out too, and that was super badass. But Ralph becomes Ralph again, and Devoe is no longer. And uh, they defeat DeVoe, and it's like, wow, it was a non-speedster season. It was a really, you know, more visceral, thought-provoking season. It wasn't a trying to figure out who did it. It was more trying to figure out how DeVoe's motives were going to work and everything. Because the whole time, you're just like, what? Like, what? But then, like, you look at the big picture and stuff that happens back in the mid-season finale when Barry kills DeVoe. Well, doesn't Barry doesn't kill DeVoe. DeVoe is dead and Barry is framed for the murder of DeVoe. And uh, then he comes back through the that other dude. I can't remember his name. And then like he just keeps transferring bodies until eventually he gets to Ralph. And then he can morph into himself and have all the meta powers and stuff. It's super really just smart, well thought out writing on how to like take somebody to the next level versus Flash that doesn't have super speed. Barry needs to use his brain and, and flex that muscle this time, you know, and not... Uh, you know, I don't know. It was just, um, so that was like really cool. And it's like, oh, Team Flash wins. Um, but oh, guess what? No, because the, the satellites are still going. They're still going up even after they stopped holographic DeVoe. So Barry's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to run really fast. I'm going to jump up this fucking building. I'm going to punch the satellite on the fucking sky. And it's going to prevent it from crashing into the earth and creating this catastrophe. So Barry runs and he runs up this building, and he runs back down the street, and he runs, 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 he runs up this other building, and he gets ready to, and it's really weird, because all of a sudden, they're like slow-mowing Barry, getting ready to punch this satellite, and I'm like, okay, why are they slowing him down? Like, shouldn't he just like punch the fuck through that, and just like make it epic? No, that's not at all what happened, because what? Time is reversing? What? Time is reversing? That doesn't make sense. So Barry is doing the same thing he just did. He's making the lap. He's going up the building. He's going back down the building, up the street, back up the building. He's going to punch this 
thing and that secret speedster and that lady we've been seeing all season shows up and helps Barry punch the satellite into oblivion. And then kind of fast forward, you know, Barry admits he he wasn't the only one that was there to do it. And he doesn't know who the speedster was. And it was really crazy. And then there at Cecile Horton's, uh, D.A. Cecile Horton's uh, baby shower. And they're celebrating the birth of that, you know, Joe and her's daughter. And uh, there's a ring at the door. And strangely enough, it's that girl from the wedding. And it's the girl that showed up all over randomly through the season in this past season of the flash but we don't really understand her backstory or what her reason for being there is like it just doesn't make any sense so we find out and man what a bombshell gets dropped right at the end of the season which is again very much like the flash to do a big you know um change of the status quo you know season one and two you had uh Barry was no more, he's probably gone, and then season two and a three was Flashpoint, and then the repercussions of that, and then Wally being the Flash, and then like them breaking the Flash out this season because he was trapped in the speed force and the status quo. So like they keep changing it up. So this girl <clears throat> shows up to the party and she's like, uh oh, hi, we need to talk. And then Barry's like, Whoa, I have actually seen that jacket before. Where did you get that? How did you get that? That looks like Iris's jacket from when she was the Flash. But that's a one of a kind. Did you steal this? What up? Nah, man. The girl says, no, actually, uh, you let me borrow it. And then the bombshell gets dropped. I'm your daughter, Nora, from the future, and I'm pretty sure I made a big mistake. And it's like, oh, snap. So Nora West Allen is from the future here to try to get Barry's help and Team Flash's help with possibly something completely in the future where next season takes place entirely in the future or in a future timeline, which would be bizarre and timey-wimey how that works, but that's very Flash for you, so I don't know how that's going to happen. One thing I want to mention, it was like sad during the season Cisco and uh, Gypsy broke up and like Wells lost his intelligence and Caitlin lost the ability to become Killer Frost and man, it was just like everybody just was getting dogged on. There was all kinds of bad stuff happening to Barry. He was in jail. and From the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois, this is The Paul Report with your host. Andrew Poor. Now, for those of you who have been paying attention the last week, you got episode 38 and 39. I know what you're thinking. Like, why was there two episodes dropped? So the story was I was working on a profile series for them about the month before that, just releasing profiles on certain individuals and it got to a point where I loved doing it, but there was so much news coming out that I wasn't talking about that it just, it there was it was needed to really wrap that up and get going with the, with the normal show. So I decided to wrap it up with a two-part episode. One that was a back-to-basics, just doing the normal show, and then one completing the profile series by doing a episode on Nikola Tesla. So that was a nice way to kind of wrap that up and I'll probably revisit again maybe during the slow season maybe later in the summer next year I don't know how that's going to work out just yet but I wanted to give you guys a chance to kind of see what I was bringing to the table so with that I'm really going to jump into episode 40 for this week a nice another milestone getting really close to episode 50 which is exciting 
and then we're getting kind of close to the one year anniversary of the show, which is coming uh, in August, I think now. Time really flies, right? Um, so let's just jump right in. There was some news I found this week, and I thought I'd start out with what's going on in the court system. Um, this will be a little different, not the usual pour for, because there's just so much news to catch up on. Because when I recorded last week, a lot of news came out early in the week before the last episode dropped, or last episodes, rather. So, let's jump right in here. So, Teen, who started fire that burned 48,000 acres, ordered to pay $36 million. So, for one teenager, the consequence comes with a jarring price of $36 million. On Monday, an Oregon judge ordered the boy, who pled guilty to starting the Eagle Creek wildfire last year, to pay $36,618,330.24 in restitution to cover the damages. The teen said he had tossed fireworks in the woods while hiking on Eagle Creek Trail on September 2, 2017. According to court documents obtained by CNN, one of those fireworks ignited the massive wildfire in Oregon, which burned more than 48,000 acres. The Vancouver, Washington youth, who was 15 at the time of the incident, appeared at a hearing on Thursday. He's not being named because he is a minor. The 11 claims from the state and other parties totaled $36 million, something the teen's attorney called absurd, according to CNN affiliate KOIN. The teen's attorney, Jack Moore, said the hefty fine violated the Oregon and U.S. Constitution citing the Eighth Amendment, which protects people from excessive fines and cruel and unusual punishment, according to the judge's written opinion. Hood River County Circuit Court Judge John A. Olson wrote in his opinion that the judgment doesn't violate the Constitution. The restitution is clearly proportionate to the offense because it does not exceed the financial damages caused by the youth. I'm satisfied that the restitution ordered in this case bears a sufficient relationship to the gravity of the offense for which the youth was a Adju uh, adjudicated? Adjudicated? I'm not quite sure. CNN tried to contact Morris, the defense lawyer, on Monday, but he did not get called back. The order says the following organization of people should be receiving money. 5000 Irish check. $8,111.44 to Allstate Insurance. $31,550.90 to Oregon State Parks. $100,000 to Huker Properties. $168,000 to the Trail Club of Oregon. $1,048,877.52 to Union Pacific Railroad, $1,643,000 to Oregon State Fire Marshal, $12.5 million to the Oregon Department of Transportation, $21.1 million to U.S. Forest Service. If the team cannot pay the millions in full, the court has said he could establish a pay schedule through the Hood River Juvenile Department. In February, the teenager apologized in court and was sentenced to five years probation and $1,920 of community service with the U.S. Forest Service reported uh, CNN affiliate KPTV. Wow, that is a lot of money. And really, even about payment plan, that kid, that kid's great-great-grandchildren will still be paying whatever minimum they set. Because no one in their lifetime is going to have enough to cover that price tag. And if you're, they do it with injury, yeah, you're just never going to get out from under it. I'm... We're probably going to work something out. There's no way they're going to actually hold this kid to paying that $36 million. I think it is an, kind of an egregious, it is cruel and unusual punishment in my opinion. Yes, he did destroy thousands and thousands of acres. And I think that kid should have wage garnishments to, as more of a symbolic gesture and work probably in that area for the rest of his life to help clean up the damage, plant trees, do the community service thing. I think he should have 10 hours of community service a week for the rest of his life. I'm not quite sure what, but $36 million is no one, unless they win the lottery, is going to be able to pay that back. 
in full or at any time to really help out the state of Oregon. So that's another thing. And then moving on to from one crazy court decision to another, a judge orders 30-year-old man to move out of his parents' house. His parents sent him numerous notices, asked him to move out, and even gave him money to find a new place. Two parents in New York will, f- will finally get to know what empty nest syndrome feels like. On Tuesday, this was uh, last Tuesday, uh, Michael Rotondo, 30, was ordered by State Supreme Court Justice Donald Greenwood to move out of his parents' house after leaving the rent-free for eight years. The Syracuse Post-Standard Report. Christina and Mark Rotondo of Kamalas near Syracuse sent their son numerous eviction notices and even gave him $1,100 to help him find a new place. Despite being taken to court, Michael Rotondo still didn't get the hint. While in court, Rotondo refused to speak directly to his parents and argued with Greenwood for half an hour that he was entitled to an additional six months before eviction, saying a legal case he found on the internet that appears to back his claim. Greenwood reportedly praised Rotondo's legal argument but sided with his parents and ordered him to move out, calling his demand for six more months outrageous. Rotundo fired back on the judge's order outrageous. His plans to appeal a decision, according to ABC News. I'm not bothering them by living here, Rotundo said in an interview with Good Morning America on Wednesday. It's little to no cost to them, and considering how much they've harassed me, I think it's at least they could, they should be required to do, which is just let me hang here a little bit longer and use their hot water and electricity. In filings to the Supreme Court of New York State, Rotundo's parents sent him five written notices that date back to February, one of which asked him to remove his broken car from their property. Another note obtained by WSTM, the parents offered him $1,100 so you can find a place to stay and suggest that for money he could get a job or sell some of his belongings like a stereo and weapons. Weapons. Wow. Uh, There are jobs available even for those with poor work history like you, the letter read. Get one. You have to work. So it sounds like they have a deadbeat child living in their basement who has no interest in leaving and is just eating their food, using their utilities, and then complaining when asked to be kicked out as a 30-year-old man. Yeah, go get a job, get an apartment, get a life. This is kind of ridiculous. For one, no parents have to take their children to court to get them to move out. But at the same time, get the hint. I feel like if the parents have to go far just to write a written warning, you're just like a cockroach, just rooted in their basement and not wanting to come out. So yeah, I have no sympathy for him. He, He's 30 years old. He should be... You can get an apartment on a minimum wage job and do okay. Or get a roommate. Or get on Craigslist and find... Like, it's ridiculous. Just grow up. This is obnoxious. And from an obnoxious person to another, judge rules Trump can't block users on Twitter. As we all know, Trump is a big user of Twitter. That's his main contact with the world every day around... Between 5 and 6 a.m., you get a barrage of tweets regarding something going on in the world that day or just him congratulating someone, belittling someone else, and it's just the whole nature of things. So, a federal district court judge on Wednesday ruled that President Trump can't block people from viewing his Twitter feed over their political views. Judge Naomi Rice Buckwald of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York said President Trump's Twitter account is a public forum and blocking people who replied to his tweets with differing opinions constitutes viewpoint discrimination, which violates the First Amendment. The court's ruling is a major win for the Knight's First Amendment institution at Columbia University, which uh, brought the lawsuit on behalf of seven people who were blocked from the real Donald Trump's account because of opinions they expressed in reply tweets. Buckwald, who reportedly who was appointed by former President Clinton, rejected Trump's argument that the First Amendment does not apply in this case and that the president's personal First Amendment interests supersede those of the plaintiffs. 
invade me. We crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. Welcome to episode 20 of Foodies Watching Movies. I'm your host, Veronica, and with me, as always, my co-host, Nate. What up? How's it going? It's good. Good. And we're here with AP. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Not good yeah. to see you. Good to be here. And Lauren, how you doing, girl? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. You, you guys. Tired. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I got like 10 hours of sleep last night, I'm just... Only 10 hours only of sleep. Only 10 hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the past, like... Wow. Maybe this past week, I don't think I got 10 hours combined, so... Yeah. You've been busy. Of, joys of life. Yeah. Yeah, you have a whole new podcast about your new joys of life. You've been busy adulting. I've been busy adulting. So next Wednesday, we'll hear that podcast, hopefully yeah. episode dose. Yeah, I, think, I think we're recording... Probably by the time this airs, we'll probably have recorded the new one. Cool. That's exciting. Adulting Amy's one. Yeah. Episode, the official episode one, since mm-hmm. we have episode zero in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So I actually, it. be kind of, yeah, zero. Zero. Weird. <laughs> You're, that's weird. Anyways, um, it's cool because we're all finally back together. I can't actually recall the last foodies where we were all... Oscars. The Oscars in March? Oh, man. Holy it's been a while. shit. It's been like that's two it's months. It's wow. Yeah. It's, only, it's been... Time flies. Mm-hmm. And... Man, it when you're having fun and watching movies mm-hmm. and eating delicious food. And I, think we, you did one, I think you guys did one food, it was just you and V. I yeah. Think. And then you did one episode with me, V, and then who was that? What's his name? Andrew? Oh, you Yeah, U-Hoss. yeah U-Hoss. when we went and saw Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. That was really and fun. Then, uh, I can't wait to have him back on the network. <laughs> Liz and AP did an episode by themselves. That was, mm-hmm. that was 19. Which was the first episode of Foodies I was not on at all. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Well, so I helped you out because that was uh, the weekend of Sarah's. But I was like, "Do you want me just to do this? I help was you like, out a little bit." Like, you are a straight up gangster. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Sushi Kushi. That was last episode. That was. That and was, then now here a we great are. Great restaurant. Twenty. So I, still, so I still don't like eel. Still don't like eel. Each of us is officially five star because we made twenty episodes. Yeah. <laughs> twenty. Episodes. Nate's struggling. You okay? I dropped my cap. We really. Well, what's our. If you count the first season, what's our what's our number for total then? Overall, twenty six. This is the twenty six. The first season only six episodes. Yeah, it was weird. Cause so for this for this season of Foodies, it was like how many episodes? So far, we're at twenty. So this is the first episode of season, or the twentieth episode of season two of twenty mm-hmm. of Foodies. I'm and excited. then we're probably gonna be like a TV show season. I think done. it's twenty three when we're done. We're gonna have three more episodes so, after this and be at our finale in the middle of July. TV show mm-hmm. season. So we'll have a little bit of time off to recoup and regroup. We still need to do another <clears throat> bruise with babes. I know, uh, whenever I you're ready, seriously, that. we can get that going because we want to make that a Patreon exclusive show to start mm-hmm. and then draw it out because it was really fun. I do like that logo suggestion. Man. That Dick suggested. Oh, yes. Oh, man. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about that off air. It was, it was actually very, very clever. But, uh, man, we've, we went to the theater and seen a lot of stuff recently, mm-hmm. you guys. I, I mean, yeah. you are like... A, you're a cinephile, though. You go like every day, I think, I don't, don't you? You liar. You go like almost every week. day. Well, you I'm sorry. Movie pass, so. Two movies this week. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, saw, I didn't see Deadpool over the weekend, so I saw Deadpool on like Tuesday. Oh, uh, I, I, I got gotcha. Solo on Thursday. We saw Solo last night. 
Lauren has not yet seen Solo, so, we will, we'll so we're not going to spoil it. But just, we can talk about you know just let the a little bit win. about it. You can listen to Journey into Comics this past week. This episode that we just did, one ninety three, I think it was, is with this, Nick and myself. Is it spoilery? It, it's going to be spoilery filled. I haven't did, recorded did, it yet, so I'm time traveling right now. <laughs> yeah, they saw it on. They Nick saw it on. The yeah, yeah. The Dick and Nick show went. <laughs> the Dick. The Dick and Nick show. That should be Aww, a bromance. That'd be a great Dicks podcast. No. <laughs> That's suggestive <laughs> in a different way. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. No, no, no. So we've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, and it feel like there's like more to come because I thought June we were going to have some time off to not see a movie, and you're like, hey, Incredibles 2 comes out in June, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, June 15th, right? Man. And then uh, Ant-Man is July. July 6th, yep. Mm-hmm. Hereditary comes Jurassic. out June 8th. I really want to go Jurassic see that. Week. Hereditary? Yeah. I don't know what that's about, and I was told that I wouldn't like it. It's pro- probably not because it probably it deals a lot with like mother-child relationships. Okay, then just, no. Just do I a, just do like a mother hereditary double feature night and then <laughs> cry for the next <laughs> seventy-two hours. No, <laughs> just get it all out. Just get it all out. Please child. don't. Please don't do that to yourself. Just watch it with your child, and then it'll be fine. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't feel like scarring my four-and-a-half-year-old for life. So, no, I'll pass. So, what is Hereditary about? Why do you want to see this movie? It's got Toni Collette in it, and she plays, like, a woman who, like, um, she does, like, miniature paintings of things. I don't know what she does. Like, I feel like that's not what she does, like, for a living. But it might just be one of her hobbies. She, like, does, like, little houses and, like, little dolls Mm -hmm. and things. And already creepy. Yeah. Her mom, her mom passed away maybe just like just recently, mm-hmm. like probably just like within the past few days in this episode, maybe or in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that her mom was like into the occult or something. And she's like kind of maybe put a curse on her on her family, Ooh. like on her like on Tony Collette and then on her children, too, because they Ooh. the kids look pretty like fucked up in this movie. Ooh, I don't think I want to see that. Spooky. Who is I, I like spooky the, movies, but not when it involves little kids. What else has Tony Collette done? I'm trying to I cannot place her she face. She was right in the United States of Terra. She's in the United States of Terra. She was in Little Miss Sunshine. She played the mom in Little Miss Sunshine. She's been oh. Muriel's wedding. She's been in okay, everything, now, a million yeah. things. Yeah, she yeah. was in the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, if you haven't seen The United States of Terra, I would recommend watching it. What was it? Showtime or HBO? Showtime. Showtime. Definitely Showtime. The Showtime. That was a really good Not show. She was the lead in that? She was. She, yeah, she had like multiple personalities. Yeah, she played disorder. a really she played a really good character in that show. Yeah. I love and Brie Larson was in it as the yeah, daughter and yeah. I love Brie Larson. Yeah, she's gonna be Captain Marvel, isn't she? Yeah, Don't. she is. It's going to be so good. I yeah, can't that wait movie for that. I can't wait for. That's going to be good. Uh, anyway, so we saw a bunch of trailers. I mean, Yeah, I kind of want to just go around the table and, and talk about if if recently you've been to the movies or even seen, because like you said, you've seen a trailer for Hereditary that like got you hyped for that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, can I say one trailer that I'm sick of fucking seeing? <laughs> is it the new Mission Impossible? Yes, it uh, fucking that, is. It's been, no, that was. I, I feel like that movie. was the first. I feel like that was the first, like preview that came up or trailer that came up when I was seeing Infinity War. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, come on. Every you know? time. The mustache that ruined Justice League. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Uh, the Happy Friends crime. The Happy. The mur- weird like Muppets. Yes. Detective oh, the Muppets. Jizzing all over everything the with the their silly movie. string. Really dirty puppet movie. Game. That's coming. Wait, what is it called? You guys keep talking. The happy I'm gonna get time the, murders yeah, or something. Yeah. 
I don't know. It, we saw this trailer and it's like featuring it's li- Muppets. It's like it's li- it's from the like the director of like every classic Muppet movie, and then it's literally like it's got um, what is her name? Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. It's got the guy, uh, the guy from the She's office. She's like a cop, and her partner is a, a puppet, and, and people are ki- somebody is killing puppets. Well, yeah, be- and it's right. the show. It's like they all had a career where they were like it was like. After the Muppet joined, and all these Muppets are real beings, and they're just in life, and there's a bunch that are like on the street that is as prostitutes. Right. I'll, it's like, like, I'll suck your dick for 50 cents. Like, dark. well, it makes me wish I had a dick. And then just moving <laughs> I'm like, what is this show? This is disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it looked disturbing. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up a uh, trailer for Lauren right now. So, if you guys could. The one thing. The trailer that well, which the trailer that I saw that I really want to see is that Christopher Robin movie. Oh, with Ewan McGregor. The Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, it actually looks really good. It's got they got all the original voice actors back, and it hmm. looks like it's a guy in his midlife it looks refinding sad his child as fuck. Wait, well, what is a, it? What is it? It's a live action, essentially a live action Winnie the Pooh featuring Ewan McGregor as Christopher Robin as a grown up version who's going through stress of family life, and then Winnie the Pooh and the the rest of the hundred acre wood help bring him back and make him a kid, make remember his youth. Yeah, and that sounds a, sad to me. Yeah. Well, it's better than just doing a live action Winnie the Pooh movie. It's a, it gives it a different type of story. Yeah, I just I guess I was never really super into Winnie the Pooh like as a child. I don't know. I I resonated with Eeyore a lot. If you the, know what I mean. He was just very. He was just melancholy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Eeyore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a movie I don't feel like I need to see. All right, so Lauren's going to watch this Happy Time Murders trailer, and I just want to see her reaction since she hasn't seen it, you know? Oh, gosh. Like, oh, God, what are you showing me? It says this fault, this preview has been restricted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Red Band you trailer. Yes, she's she's not expecting this at all. I'm so excited. We're going to fuck gonna, the sodomites in, in the... What's up, everybody? It's Dick here, and I'm joined by Tyler. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. I'm going to be an asshole about everything in this episode. Yes. Because I am not in a good mood. I haven't been in a good mood for about three days, and I had a shit fucking day at work. So I'm going to be an a-hole. Man. Are you, are you just in a shit mood because you're back... In Indiana. That's part of it, for sure. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, yeah, today kind of sucked. Well, this week has kind of sucked. Our, our overtime has picked up because we uh, had a lot of issues with our body shop. So uh, on top of that, we're just, I think, overtime just picking up in general. It's summertime. It's yeah, the it's... time to do it. The day is, you know, daylight's longer. and Yeah. Uh, we're, we're ramping up the production of the new Subaru Ascent. Uh, and now we have Saturdays. Yay. The next three Saturdays, to be exact. Not a row. Second, ninth, and the 23rd, so the 16th the next, is over. Okay, let me rephrase that. The next three Saturdays that matter, yeah. because we had shit to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was going to go to California 
for the 9th, and the 23rd, we were going to go to GearFest. So literally, all of the plans that you and I had for the month of June, fucked. <laughs> Just gone. Yeah. I mean, I st- I, the 9th is still good for me because the Doom Room 5th anniversary show is that night. That I am definitely going to. So, check uh, that. And it's the only human benefit show. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, I'm supposed to be singing a song or two with Only Human. So it's been a while since I did that, and it's always a fun thing to do. Uh, I really enjoy doing that. Well, you know, we've we've talked about music more in probably the last four or five episodes than we have since I than all of the episodes that I've since I've came onto the show, and uh, you know, since we had Shane on and uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I checked out their stuff and I really I really dig their stuff that they've got on Spotify and even with all of the new albums and shit that we've dissected and broke down and listened to a shit ton I'm listening to their stuff along with that. Awesome. Yeah, they're great. Cuz I, I really dig their shit and Yeah, I've always enjoyed them. It's it's really hard for me to get into local music unless it's somebody that I know. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could have sent me their music on Spotify even before I met them and um I still would have enjoyed it you know even not knowing them and so, and that that speaks volumes for me just cuz I I have a hard time getting into local music yeah I understand it's easier for me because you know I've been part of the local scene for so long now and it's so I that's that's almost a, a staple of my music uh is the just the local because I'll, I'll listen to local stuff over mainstream stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll check. That's actually how I get most of my new music is going to shows locally. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm very glad you, you enjoy Only Human because they're great. Great dudes, great music uh, for those listening and or watching. Hit up Only Human. Check them out. Their music is great. They got two EPs uh, up on Spotify and uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure iTunes. Uh, if you want, if you go to Midwest Hell Melodies Bandcamp, you can download all of their music for free. So, where you can also you can also donate. It's it's a choose your own price type thing. Uh, or you can check them out at a live show, hopefully sometime soon. Hopefully at or definitely at the Doom Room ninth anniversary show at North End Pub. And their GoFundMe page is yes. still active. Yes. Um. So for anybody that didn't catch our episode when we had them on. All of their gear and shit got decimated in a house fire. So, any donations towards their cause, it's a good donation. Mm-hmm. You're re- you're really fucking wigging me out over there, Dude, touching that thing every this, three seconds. So I got a new pop filter, and it is ginormous and is like really loose and wobbles a lot. Why don't you tighten it? I there's um, that's what I've been trying to figure out is how to tighten it, and I'm not seeing many options that I can do like right now on the go. Take it off. Just take it off. Just take it off because you're 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 really wigging me out. Unless you put it right up against the mic, so then it doesn't move. <laughs> it's it's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, uh. That's better. It's still I, like loose. I can deal with that though. Loose is gonna bug me. I don't know. It, it's like giant. Uh, Andrew Poor of the Poor Report. At, I posted a picture of like all this new stuff I got, and he's like, "Is that a welding mask?" <laughs> It's giant. I legitimately thought that's what it was. It's too. giant. I'm gonna show the cam- I'm gonna show the camera real quick. Yeah, this thing is ginormous. Well, it, it's about the same size as the dragon pad. 
So it's obnoxious. Yes. Either way. And that's how we do it. Podcast. We like to be obnoxious. We are super obnoxious. I'm also like really a stickler about things being loose. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> so uh, we don't like it, it when things are loose here in podcastry. Bobby Mullen says, "Wow, guy, guys with OCD." Yes. 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 <laughs> Super OCD uh, about peculiar things like uh, we're very eclectic people. Yeah, we we do things and stuff and stuff. <laughs> we like things and stuff and stuff. <laughs> <sighs> At least we've got beer. We've got mm-hmm. uh, the delicious pineapple cosmic jacuzzi from Brewlink. I saw it, and I had to get it. I'm, I'm going to have to roll in there and get some, because I've, I've been meaning to do that anyway, but I don't like that liquor store, and it's on the other side of town now from where I live, yeah. so hmm. I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get over there eventually. I get a text from Miranda saying, are you calling me loose? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a joke to someone else. Ah, yeah. <laughs> she who, God, she who shall not be named the abyss, the void. I don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> so okay. I went to Texas this past. You weekend. did. I had an awesome time. Yeah. Weather was beautiful, right around ninety with a hundred percent humidity, sunshine. Got to get drunk and lay in a pool. Got me a little bit of a tan. I think I joined you in the tan department had, had some, a little bit. Had some really good beer while I was there. Let's hear about From it. multiple breweries. Yeah? Um, St. Arnold is a brewery that I have not heard of. Excuse me. But as soon as I got there, you know, one of the first things my dad and I did was go straight to the bar. And uh, he said, yeah, you should... My dad is very particular about beer, and so am I, due to the fact that we spent so much time in Germany. You know, they, they, yeah. they literally have a law about beer, on what you can call beer, and the purity of beer, and I'm not going to get into that, but, so he's very anti, um, he's very anti-craft beer, just because a lot of the craft beer, early craft beers that he had was all hop and no taste. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just bitter, turn it up to 11, and it, it chew on it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, he's been blowing me shit, but he's had a few that he liked, and he obviously watches the show the majority of the time, so he said, you should try some of this St. Arnold stuff. I've heard it's really good. Welcome to the very first episode of Kids for Sale, the show all about how kids suck uh, and parenting is harder than they tell you in the books. Uh, So my name is Chris and with me is my co-host and my beautiful wife, Ashley. Ashley, go ahead and say hi. I'd like to have it noted that Chris is making me do this against my will. (laughs) She's here nonetheless. Uh, so we just wanted to start this episode off with a little bit of an intro. 
Uh, again, this this show is going to be all about parenting, so I figured we'd introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our kids, and then start on our first topic today. Um, so, again, my name is Chris. I am a 32-year-old maintenance electrician. Um, I've lived in Northwest Indiana my whole life. Uh, we currently reside in Lowell. Um, and then I guess I'll kick it over to Ashley. I'm kicking it over. Are you going to catch it? Um, I'm 27 because for some reason that matters. <laughs> I guess. And... Well, it's for the demographic, you know, just so people know what kind of parents they're talking to and, and, and hearing from. Um, I, too, have lived in northwest Indiana my whole life, unfortunately. Um, and Chris just threw my cat, so we're getting a divorce now. <laughs> the, the cat is deciding to make a bunch of noise right now. Right as we started recording, she's going to start chasing the spider on the desk. But, okay, so you're 27. You are a registered nurse. Yes, I am. Um, and together, uh, we have three kids. Uh, well, we don't have three kids together. I have two kids from a first marriage. Uh, my son, Mark, is seven. We will be eight this year. Uh, and my daughter, Olivia, is four. And then Ashley has a daughter from a first marriage uh, named Scarlett, also four. Uh, so that's that's just a little bit about our kids. So in, so in future episodes, you kind of know what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Scarlett lives with us every day. Um, my kids, uh, they're over every other weekend. They, they live with their mom primarily. And I'm sorry about all the noise the cats make. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, Mark is in first grade. Uh, he's actually just wrapping up first grade in about a week. Um, and Livy and Scarlett are both in their first year of preschool. They got another year of preschool to go before they start kindergarten. Um, <clears throat> the girls are only about a month apart. So having them both in the house at the same time is essentially like having a pair of twins. And uh, it's, I, I, I guess neither of us have ever had twins. So I don't know what to compare it to for sure. But I have to imagine it's just as crazy as actually having a pair of twins in the house. Because it, it gets pretty hectic from time to time. Yeah, because they're both assholes. <laughs> they are both assholes. But they're assholes in a different kind of way. So, Scarlet. Let, well, let's let's go through one by one. Uh, Scarlet is the youngest of the three. And she is also the craziest of the three, I think. Well, yes. wildest. Let's say wildest. I wouldn't say craziest. Craziest. But, well, okay. Craziest. We'll roll with that. She's uh, She's definitely got a very excitable personality um she's she's very wild very spontaneous about everything she uh you know one second she'll be fine and hugging you the next second she'll be running around the house screaming and throwing stuff all over the place um and she is a troublemaker in a sense that she does things right in front of your face that she knows she's going to get in trouble for and she she almost like seeks to get yelled at sometimes i think anyway that's that's the way i've always seen it um whereas olivia olivia again is four there she's a month older than scarlet uh she's a little bit different she's sneaky about being a troublemaker uh she she knows how to go and do things that we don't see her doing and then, and then she, blames it on she scarlet. somehow manages to blame it on scarlet almost every time and scarlet 
I don't know if she's just a people pleaser or if she doesn't realize what's going on, but a lot of times she will take credit for the things that she doesn't actually do and she'll get in trouble for them anyway. Um, but yeah, that's Olivia. Olivia is kind of a little shit in that way that she she will purposely get Scarlet in trouble all the time. Now, Mark... Is a big dork, just like his dad is. <laughs> Mark is... Uh, yeah, he takes after me a lot. He likes comic books and he likes video games. In, in fact, he's been quoted as saying, well, he, he asked me if, as soon as he got in my car one time to come back to my house, the first thing he said to me is, hey, dad, when we get home, can I play a video game? And I was like, dude, you haven't even said hi to me yet. And you're already asking to play video games. And he goes, but dad, video games is my life. So that's, and, and it's true. <laughs> that's all he wants to do all day long. Um, but aside from the video games, I, I'm not. I'm not that loud. Maybe your headphones are just loud. I'll turn you down a little bit. Um, but aside from the video games... Jesus. Okay, now that was loud. I'm sorry. He's yelling in my ears. <laughs> we're just getting the hang of this equipment and these microphones and everything, so I apologize if we're really peaky. Um, but aside from the video games, he's mostly a good kid. Actually, they're all mostly good kids. They just... They're if just... you could see my face right now, you would see that. <laughs> um, yeah. I believe they're all good kids. Uh, they just, they just do a lot of stuff to get in trouble, I guess. But deep down, they're good kids, and they 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 love each other, and they love us, and they you know, they're good to each other most of the time. Most of the time, it really is most of the time. <laughs> She's yeah. still making faces at me. She's bullshitting everybody. No, I don't think I am. But. Mark Mark makes trouble like when when he's in a good mood he will be good to both of the girls and he'll be nice to both of the girls and he'll play with them and he'll include them in everything and he'll share with everybody but as soon as he gets in a little bit of trouble for something that's when he starts snapping and he starts you know going out of his way to get Scarlet in trouble just like Livy does and He's he's way more protective of Livy just because it's you know it's his sister that he lives with every day of the week. Scarlet is the sister that he only gets to see every other weekend, so he's a little bit rougher with her. Um, but you know, most of the time he he does include both of them unless he's not getting his way. Like if I tell him he's got to shut the video games off, he gets mad and then he goes and does something to piss Scarlet off, and then Scarlet ends up doing something to piss him off back, and Scarlet's the one that ends up getting trouble because most of the time we don't see the thing that Mark did. Um, so that's what it's like having three kids in the house. <laughs> um, well, our three kids anyway. Four kids, counting Chris. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. And we also have a cat that we just got about a month ago, and they they torment the cat on a daily basis. They like to chase it around, and they haven't gotten used to what it's like to be nice to a cat yet so um but anyway the topic of today's show uh is going to be little league baseball because we just came from one of mark's games tonight now uh mark is in a rookie league i think it's considered yeah uh where they bat with a pitching machine whereas scarlet is in her first year of t-ball livy's not playing this year because livy's in dance class um and we didn't want the baseball stuff to interfere with her dance class um, 
But we'll start with Little League today and what it's like to be a Little League parent of two. Um, and I guess we could start with Scarlett's t-ball stuff. So Scarlett, again, is four years old. She's in a league with four- and five-year-old kids, I think. I think they're five, right, some of them? I think that's the age range, yeah. Um, you got to talk in your mic a little bit more. No. <laughs> um, now, if you've ever watched a t-ball game for four-year-olds, it is... It's a lot of playing in the dirt. It is torture for the spectators. Absolute torture. Um, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever watched. It's It's okay for about an inning. It's but, it's funny like when they run the wrong way and stuff, but then like they play in the dirt and it's ninety percent of the game is the coaches yelling, Get out of the dirt, get out of the dirt, get out of the dirt, pay attention, get out of the dirt. That's ninety percent of the game. The other ten percent is when they're actually batting and running around the bases, because that's the only time that they actually pay attention. Um now Scarlet has taken T ball pretty hard i guess i don't know how else to put it but she's not enjoying it as much as we thought she might um she does a lot of crying it's time for brews with dudes ah juicy howdy howdy everyone and welcome to another special edition of brews with dudes I'm your host, Nick Maxson, sitting here with Austin Hill once again. How are you doing, Austin? I'm doing pretty awesome. Great. And Casey Taylor, how are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Awesome. We're, uh, we're doing a little bit of pre-gaming for our BrewLink Brewing Company Tap Takeover down here at the North End Pub. Uh, so we're going to smash, what do we got here, five different brews? Five different beers. Cool. Ooh. And we're starting with, which we're one? We're starting with the Orange Creamsicle Milkshake. IPA. Good God. Oh. There's a couple of my trigger words right there. I think well, I just, I think my con- tongue just came. Oh, wow. Uh. That's that's something. Okay, let's, uh, let's dive on in. Mm. It's crazy good. That is a, that tastes like a creamsicle. Yeah, that's yeah. a creamsicle. That is exactly what that is. IPA. I know. Mm-hmm. It's so tasty. And it's like somebody melted a creamsicle on my tongue and then threw a bunch of hops in my mouth. Yeah. No, it's absolutely awesome. I always like that how smooth it is. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me we drank the blueberry fruit from 450. Yeah. The creaminess we wanted in that beer. Yes. This is what this, you know, yeah. like this the, is the creaminess of this beer is what I wanted for that beer. Yeah. It's very, um, it's very clear for being as creamy as it is. It's. Mm-hmm. It's not very it, hazy. It has a solid orange hue to it that really gives you that visual aid too with the. Because yeah, you almost Cream see through circle. the actual beer when it's in a glass. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't look the way it's going to taste. It's from the haziness. But I do like the cleanness. And like I said, it's so smooth. <sighs> mm. I could I could drink those all night. And there's a good chance that I will. Oh, yes, very good we chance. Actually, yeah, bad news for people. I believe I was told that we have the last bit of it on draft for the foreseeable future from anyone. Oh, wow. It's very sad. So if you're not down here, you're missing out. Because I'm telling be you, I'm soon. I'm going to be drinking a lot of it tonight. So. I've already had a pint of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but all right, well, new record. We just slammed through. We just slammed through that beer in under three minutes. Um, it was that good, guys. This next it was one, so good. 
is the Pineapple Cosmic Jacuzzi IPA. Unfortunately, uh, Casey's going to have to sit this one out because he's allergic to pineapple. Right. Oh, right. I was about to grab a cup and pour him one. but no. No, no, You guys, I'm yeah. just going to sit here and look at other beers. Well, I guess he's we're just going to have to just... No, 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 no. Let's not get wild. We'll, we'll drink the rest of it afterwards. <laughs> we gotta keep, we're keeping this thing... Uh, what's the word? Sissant. We're keeping it uh, uh, quick to draw. To draw. We're, we're not getting wasted two beers in on this one? No, I, I'm trying not to get wasted before 8 p.m. two days in a row. So, Well, cheers to that. Yep. Here we go. Mmm. That pineapple. Mmm. It's really strong. It's it's strong in the sense that it's actual, like, clean fruity, not that yeah. artificial pineapple. Yeah. You got that clean, natural fruit it taste on it. delicious. This one's a little hazier. It's a little harder to see through. Yeah. Um, it's actually taste, it actually tastes refreshing and cold, like... It's got that crispness. Refreshing is the word. I yeah. think that's a good word to describe it. Funny little tidbit on the can here. Did not know this. Okay. <clears throat> Pineapples were such a status symbol in the 18th century in England that you could rent one for the evening to take to a party with you. What? People were just literally walking around before, parties. Where, where you'd actually just it, have yeah. a pineapple just on your arm. Pineapple. Look at my pineapple. Dude, this is how, you, how well I'm doing never, You can actually yeah. see it in some 18th century art where you see people, where they do these murals of parties, you'll see people with pineapples under oh, their arm. Gold chain, uh, diamond necklaces now, drive cars back in the day. You were seeing pineapple. a pineapple? Right. You were the you shit, were that motherfucker. Yeah, Casey's strolling around. <laughs> you know, I'm, he's, he's like, I'm allergic yeah. to this shit. Yeah, but I, I, I want you to know so bad. <laughs> like Back in the 18th you're... century, I had my fucking wig up, powdered face, and a pineapple, and you knew I was getting yeah. laid. Yeah. Then yeah. you saw something. It's like, does that dude have two pineapples? The goddamn <laughs> oh, nerve of that guy. What? A, he's such an asshole. Man, where'd she get those tits? Oh fuck, those are pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> so random. That is hilarious. This, this can is pretty cool. Yeah, that's something about do a pretty good job with the cans i think they have some pretty cool cans pictures we got some stickers tonight we got a little glassware for everybody mm. but they're another brewery that has really cool cans which uh we had talked on our previous founders one some of the uh little boldness with the names of beers and also the signage on the outside right brewing's one of the few that kind of stays in the gray yeah yes they do yes they do we talked about that. Oh, no, we got one coming up that's kind of bold with the name of it, considering uh, the type of beer it is. They at least go double O. Are we doing that next? Are we going mm, ivory? Are we let's, let's do ivory. Let's see the ivory next. Let's wait on that one. But they don't say double no. O. They're uh, cookies. Yeah. They're milk cookies. or They're, They said something like we that. We had talked about They're 450 previously. Chocolate the cream They're Hazy Potter with old Super Nugget Bros were bold. We were talking on a podcast. They are, they are tiptoeing bold. across the yeah. ice. Like, they look awesome. They look uh, great, and they sell for that exact reason. Like even if like, I didn't, even if I wouldn't have particularly liked the Super Nugget Bros, I'm a Nintendo kid. Like, dude, yeah, I had to get it. Like the label and everything. Goes, I had to get it. Fuck, I got to buy that Mario beer. The I guy, might not even open it. Just put it on the shelf. Dude behind me in the 450 line when I came down for the 420 release came there specifically to get Nugget Bros. It's yeah. just to have and keep the sticker and put it on. Yep. That was the only reason he was there. Because some of them are, like, so close. It's like, guys, are you checking the mail? 
because I feel like you've got four or five cease and desist letters in the mail. <laughs> You're not that you haven't even bothered to read. Yeah, that's at a PO box. Uh, They're still cool. I'll be putting them on my kegerator all day. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I will be. Yes, I will be. All right. So we are going on to the Ivory Stout, which is which is interesting. Um, it's a white stout, so it's not dark like you would expect in a stout. It's it's clear. It's, it's clear. It looks it looks like an IPA. Oh, it's got it a haziness to it. I know that's what I always I smell the chocolate. It, it, it smells like coffee. It mm. would. It looks like it'd be as dark as the Nutter Cup, and it's yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah, but it is. And it, it smells it, chocolatey. It definitely it tastes, tastes like, like a coffee. Chocolate coffee stout. Do you know which award they won? But it's for this? so. I don't know, but they did have a. I did notice that they had a couple trophies. We're at the brewery, and they for sure had some medals and stuff. I, yeah. I think it was the Ivory Stout. Yeah, so yeah. The, yeah. This is the, the, the white stout uh, category. They won uh, award is, with it. This is and phenomenal. It oh yeah, award this is winning. really good. This is the beer of all the beers that we're trying tonight. Some of the beers are, if you're into this flavor, you'll like. If you're not, you yeah. won't type deal. The Ivory Stout's the one beer of the night that if you don't like it, I don't know what's wrong with it. Right. They, they have, um, I, I, I guess can... their shtick is just weird beers. That one milkshake tastes like a Dreamsicle. The pineapple IPA tastes like pineapple. They've got cookie beers. They've got the, the Nutter Cup tastes like a Reese's. Well, the know? other night I brought down... The uh, salted caramel brown ale, oh my which God. we don't have here. I had to grab it in a growler, and that wow. thing tasted exactly how you think. And the thing that I like, I really like about their beers is the balance. That yeah. when you taste it, anytime they do combinations, you get a little bit of everything, and there always seems to be a good aftertaste. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I uh, was not actually able to make it down for their Quantum Flux special release today. We, again, we all drank way too much yeah, last way too night. Much last <laughs> we night. totally forgot. I, I don't. I, I think I left Nick's at like two thirty in the morning. And yeah, it was troublesome. I blacked out for a little bit. I, I got home. I don't I'm remember like, wrestling. What an idiot! Why didn't I call an Uber? Yeah, I woke up and I had a. I, I skinned my elbow and I was like, "How did that happen?" And Austin's like, "You know how it happened, Nick. We wrestled." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Every time. Every time I get so drunk, I can't remember. We end up wrestling in the kitchen. No, we actually wrestled in your office. That's why it was a mess this morning. Oh, Jess blamed that on Tom. <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops, oops. <laughs> but no, we uh, we we kind of half wrecked that room. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. That is hilarious. <laughs> We're so dumb. Ugh. I went down to. Uh, so you I wrestled think- me for good reason, but I'll keep that uh, off the podcast. Okay. Um. I went and hung out with my with my old buddy Cody last night. He wanted to go get a couple beers, and we went down to People's, and I'm going to say it. They had a beer I liked. Not one that I was like, that's okay. But I drank it and fucking loved it. It was, it was so good. 